0: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care, here's your host, Jason Kong.
1: Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, news, talk, traffic. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, representing Transitions Life Care. Mary, how are you today?
2: Good. I'm just, I, you know, I'm trying to do this whole like stay hydrated in the new year thing, and well, it's just I don't like water. <laughs> it's just plain. I don't like it. You can't convince me. I, I, I have the Stanley Cup, and I've got
1: all. Wow, the, the Stanley Cup. I've, Look at you.
2: I've got the fancy cup. It's not working. So.
1: We need to we need to think of a cure. I see you've got your your Gatorade though. It'll feel like you're about to hop into a game of 3 on 3 or something. So maybe that's after after the show, hopefully.
2: I was just reading how much sugar is in this and now I'm like, uh-oh. Uh this is not hydration. This is a popsicle. <laughs> Maybe maybe some
1: flavored water or something for you. We'll work on that. That'll be a work in progress. We've got a great show lined up today. We're going to address a number of fun topics, and uh, we're very excited to kick things off talking about the positive benefits of aging and socialization. And to have that conversation, we're very happy to welcome onto the show Laura K. House. Laura K. is owner of Silver Connections. Laura K., thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Laura Cates, first tell us a little bit about yourself and your role and a little bit about Silver Connections.
3: Yes, um, Silver Connections started, uh, we're in our 17th year. um, And I started it because I found out that there was not very many organizations or ways for people that were 55 and over and single to meet one another that was not a dating group. And I emphasize that because we are not a matchmaking group and we are not a dating group. We are all about bringing people together that are single, mostly divorced or widowed, to meet one another and have an active social calendar every month. Um, it's really done to promote socialization and to um, kind of combat loneliness, which is very common as we age, especially if you've just lost your spouse through divorce or through death.
2: Such an awesome group and a great idea, and I'm so glad that you're you're leading this. We've heard a lot about social isolation during the start of COVID. I keep, we've mentioned COVID a few times over the last few years, and I think we're still in COVID a little bit. Um, and I'm sure in your role, you have seen the social isolation that has happened over the last few years. Can you talk to us a little bit about what is social isolation and how it can be harmful to older adults?
3: Yes. Well, social isolation is different from loneliness, and that's an interesting concept. Uh, social isolation, some people are completely happy being alone. It's not necessarily good for them, but they're okay with it. Loneliness is the feeling of distress and the feeling of sadness and the feeling that you don't fit in. Um, COVID was really, really tough, because, especially for Silver Connection, because we are an event and also travel business, and as you as you know, both of those just completely shut down. Um, so what I did was I tried to do a lot of Zoom. So we mm-hmm. were doing dining and book clubs and game groups and everything on Zoom to keep them connected. Because a lot of them obviously were in that age group that they really could not go out. They couldn't even be really around their families. So Zoom really saved our life <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. during covid Um because they were used to being together. They were used to seeing each other and it was so important to them um, as single adults that were older to keep those connections alive. And that's kind of what I, uh, what I, what I really worked on that entire first year, especially. Um, social isolation can be very harmful. Um, they've been proven now that it is bad for your health as smoking, um, mm-hmm. eating improperly and not having exercise. Um, it causes high blood pressure. It really increases depression and anxiety Uh, cognitive decline, inflammation of the body. There's a lot of really negative uh, physical and mental um, aspects of not socializing and of being lonely. But you can be lonely even if you are in a group because it's really important that the quality of those relationships that are not superficial and you can come and go to a group or an activity and if you're not connecting and if you're not, which I try to do with my members, if you're not really meeting people and getting to know them, then you can still be lonely, even in a big crowd.
2: Mm. That's a, that's an interesting thing. And I, I, I'm thinking about my own personal experience in that. And, um, I, that's definitely a real thing. Lonely is different than, I mean, those are two different things that we're talking about here.
3: Absolutely. And, And there's a lot of people that really don't want to be social. They really do just enjoy being alone and they have no desire to have that interaction and as i said that's not always good for them but there's a difference between that and actually feeling lonely which is distressing and sad and you feel depressed and you feel like you just don't have anybody that really cares so they're they're very different
2: absolutely i went out uh, with a couple friends not that long ago and they looked at me at the end of the thing and they're like are you okay and i was like yeah uh-huh. i'm fine You know, and I felt like I was totally fine and totally social. Uh Um, I wasn't having a great day, but I went home and I was like, Um, "Uh, I got nothing out of that social event because I just wasn't connecting.
3: And that is my job. That's what I really try to do is that we have a lot of the large events where we'll do like the symphony or the dining or the theater where there's more people. But then I also have a lot of small groups like hiking and uh, book club and supper clubs and, and game and car groups that get people together on a smaller scale, maybe anywhere from 8 to 12, that it's not so overwhelming. And then they can make those connections. So they do leave and they say, well, I think I think I made a friend. And then they get together outside of the group and they have dinner or they travel or they do things. So it's all about the quality of the connections too, not just going to an event like you said and coming home and thinking, why wow, I should have
2: just stayed home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've taken the Myers-Briggs. I know that many people probably have and know their little acronym INTJ or whatever right. it may be. And, you know, a, a lot of people that know me think that I'm an extrovert. You know, here I am doing radio. Uh-huh. You know, I you think that I right. can talk to the wall and I I'm I hang out with a lot of people. I never sit at home. But actually, I'm right. a total introvert. Um, and so yeah. sometimes and social things... Subtle. What's yeah. that? You can be both. You can be an extrovert and an introvert, which is really
3: interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, can be a little bit of both, where you do enjoy going out and, and being around people, but then you really enjoy your quality alone time.
2: Mm-hmm. That's why when you said I do things in smaller groups and book club, I'm thinking I would not thrive in one of the huge events, but I think that I would do really well in something that is like a book club or a car club or something uh-huh. a little bit smaller. That's
3: why I try to offer- Uh Uh-huh. That's exactly what I do. And some people do a little bit of both. They'll do like a symphony, and then they'll do a little smaller book club or supper club. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the member and their personality, what they feel most comfortable with.
2: When someone joins your group, do you spend time getting to know them or or do anything that kind of helps you define what may be good for them in in group settings? Yes.
3: Yeah. So what I do is I interview, I say interview, I meet with each member or each potential member before they actually join. We just meet for a cup of coffee. We sit down for probably 30 to 45 minutes and just talk a little bit about their background, um, if they're divorced, if they're widowed, how recently that happened. And we go over uh, a little bit about their life, why they're joining, what they're looking for, how they're feeling. It's um, it's a it's a It's a really good way to get to know them first. And then I kind of have an idea when they come to their first event. Um, I, I often introduce them to people that live in their same area, people that have the same interest. If they've been widowed recently, they're going to have a little bit more in common with someone who you know, was widowed 10 years ago. So I really do try in that initial interview to get to know them as a person. And my group has given me a lot of feedback that they love the fact that I do meet with everyone. It just makes them feel like when they come into the group, they've already learned about Silver Connections and I've learned about them.
2: That's awesome. And I wanna reiterate before we go on break real quick that this is not a dating group that you are that you are absolutely. setting up. This is a socialization absolutely. group.
3: Absolutely. Now people have met in the group mm-hmm. and they have gotten married, six Aww. couples. But if they Yeah, it's wonderful. And they do date, not a lot, but a little bit. And I am absolutely okay with that. They just can't join for that reason. They can't join looking for love because that's not what we're about.
1: Very important to make that clear. We're speaking with Laura K. House. Laura K. is owner of Silver Connections, and we're going to continue our conversation all centered on the positive benefits of socialization and aging and avoiding social isolation. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF
0: News, Talk, Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters,
1: care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, our guest with us on the line is Laura K. House. Laura Kay is owner of Silver Connections, and we are talking all about the positive benefits of socialization and aging and the harmful effects of social isolation. Uh, Mary, let's pick back up.
2: Absolutely, we've talked a lot about socialization. That's a that's a mouthful. It is. Uh, okay. <laughs> and loneliness. I want to talk about some of the benefits of socialization. We talked about some of the harmful things that it can cause. But Laura Kay, what are some of the benefits of socialization <laughs> in older adults?
3: Well, human beings are, are naturally very social beings overall. We just are. You know, we're born that way. We come in and we're social. And that's just kind of how it is. Um, and I think that probably the, the biggest benefit is feeling like you belong, feeling like that you're a part of something. And that's really, really important. And I know that we've talked about, you know, it reduces the risk of dementia, uh, reduced blood pressure, re- definitely reduced depression and anxiety. But it's it's very difficult, um, which I have learned through Silver Connections, for my members who have been widowed or divorced recently. And they're just kind of lost. And they're Mm -hmm. looking for somewhere that they can go where they feel safe and where they can meet other people and not feel the pressure of dating, but also feel like they belong. And and they're they're sad. I mean, they, they were used to being with somebody by their side for 30 or 40 years, and now that's over. And they're back out there, and they're looking for that. That happiness again, and and that's kind of what socialization does. Um, even if it's a little bit, it doesn't have to be a lot. Just getting out, laughing a little bit, which we do, <laughs> being around other people, and uh, it, it promotes a, a kind of a sense of well-being and security. And I know in our group, if someone is sick or someone is in the hospital, the other members will check in with them. Oh. They'll uh, write them, send cards, even bring meals when they come home. So you feel like that you kind of belong. So even if you don't do it a lot, or even if you're not uh, a completely social person, just getting out once in a while, meeting other people, talking, engaging, which is really good for the mind, because when you're having a conversation with someone, you have to use your mind. You have to think about what you're saying. They have to think about what you're saying, back and forth, and that's really good for, for, for the cognitive. So overall, it's just a plus. It's just a little bit or a lot is gonna, is gonna make life a lot better and make you feel like you're a part of something and that you mean something. Mm -hmm.
2: That's an interesting thing you brought up about the cognitive piece. I can imagine this has benefits Uh, very good benefits for the the mind and keeping active and keeping thinking and engaging in conversations. Um, Because if you're, you know, I think about my grandfather during COVID, um, he was alone a lot of the time in his Uh independent living um, home. And because my grandmother had already passed, and you could tell if he hadn't spoken to anyone in a few days, because he wasn't Uh tracking so quickly. um, And he would stumble over his words a little bit more. But I feel like this would be helpful in those instances.
3: Yes, and, and the older you get, the the, the faster that's going to happen too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't seen somebody for a month and you're just really all by yourself, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen a little bit. That cognitive is gonna happen. Decline is gonna happen, mm-hmm. gonna happen faster. Um, and that's why it's so important. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be you know twenty five events every day. T- <laughs> just just getting out laughing. That's that's the big thing that I promote with the group. Laughing. And just enjoying and feeling like you're a part of something it does wonders Absolutely. for the soul.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. What does socialization look like? What are some of the different things that you all offer? And, and what does what can it look like? What kind of settings it is it, can you socialize in in these groups? Um, talk to us a little bit yes. about what you do.
3: Well, we do the big group events, which I mentioned, which would be like the symphonies, the theaters, dining events. We volunteer um, all types of, you know, tastings. We do chocolate tastings and wine tastings, and we're really, really busy. And then we do the small groups, which I mentioned, which we have a hiking and walking group. Again, wonderful, not only for your your mental, but also for your physical. They have a wonderful time. They go to different parks and different trails uh, a couple times a month, and, and that's a wonderful um, outlet for them. We have book club. We have card groups and game groups. We have a brunch group supper club um, so we have those smaller groups too um, we have new member social which are wonderful for new members who have joined it's just them to come and meet one another uh, so we have all 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 type of things like that to kind of promote socialization for all different kinds of personalities like you said the smaller groups the larger groups um, and, and that's kind of what we do and, and just encourage if I haven't heard from someone I will check in and say is everything okay are you alright um, what can I do to help you know get you to an event just to to maybe try your first one a lot of people are really really nervous when they have to go out again after being married for 30 or 40 years it's really tough so I try to make that as easy as possible and offer them a lot of different things for them to pick from events
2: if someone was looking for area or ways to socialize outside of your group do you have any suggestions for them and where to start looking or and also how do they get in touch with your group as well
3: I do. Well, what I would recommend, other than Silver Connections, is that uh, churches are a wonderful outlet. The great thing about churches now, if you go down that route, is they do have the small groups that they most of the churches do now, which is wonderful. Volunteering is always a great way to meet other people. I, I really promote that. We do that as a group, but it's also great to do that on your own to meet other people. Um, sports pickleball has become very popular yes. and a lot of people play that now and they get to meet other people and then they socialize along with again along with the physical part of playing pickleball the senior centers and the triangle are wonderful we're very fortunate here to have some wonderful senior centers and they have a lot of activities um gyms are great because they have classes you can take and meet other people a lot of those are for older adults and i really recommend ollie uh, the classes in mm-hmm. nt state and duke the Osher Lifelong Learning, they're wonderful. And of course, they're focused on 55 and over, and, and they're a great, great way to meet people.
2: Before we finish up here, I want to touch on travel. That's definitely something everyone's trying to do now as COVID <laughs> is kind of cleaned up. Could you offer travel?
3: i do i started i've always offered travel for silver connections members because in my other life i was a flight attendant for quite a few years between getting my undergraduate degree in social work and my master's degree in gerontology i decided i wanted to see the world so Uh. i traveled and i saw the world and so i brought that into silver connections but about eight years ago i started my own separate travel company for 55 and over called your travel memories and i do travel for singles couples groups that particular organization is for any 155 and over. Um, so Silver Connections members take advantage of it and we we travel all over the world. Right. I mean, we've been to Ireland and Scotland and Prague and Budapest and Spain and we do about three to four trips a year. Wow, wow,
2: that's awesome. I'm gonna join this group and uh, quit my day job. <laughs> You're
3: probably not 55 yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Quitting my day job, retiring early. We need to have someone on about retirement so I can figure out how to retire early and travel with you all. <laughs> <laughs> and travel the world <laughs> exactly and if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about your group how do they go about finding you
3: uh the best way is probably the website for silver connections and that's really easy it's just silverconnections.org. um so it's one word silverconnections.org. org. and uh your travel memories is just your travel memories 55 com.
1: Perfect. Yourtravelmemories55plus dot com or SilverConnections dot org. She is Laura K. House, owner of Silver Connections. Laura K, thank you so much for taking some time and chatting with us on the show today. We appreciate it. Well, I
3: thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it.
1: Wonderful, and uh, hopefully that uh, we want to see some pictures from some of these trips as well. It sounds pretty cool. And hopefully some (laughs) folks will will check out your organizations. We are taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF News, Talk Traffic.
0: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email at transitionslifecare.org
1: You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, news, talk, traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, and from time to time, we visit some topics that <laughs> Uh, are very common on the caregiving journey and you know it's important to revisit them just like like last week we talked about palliative care and we like yes, to talk about yes. that on occasion Mary we are broaching into a territory <laughs> that aging matters has has never ventured into and I'm very excited to do so
2: I love this i am super excited to talk about it um i i've A lot of friends have reached out to me asking if I'm going to cover this topic. Um, So here we are. Even asked my sister if she wanted to call in today because she was so excited about it. Um, She hasn't responded yet, so I'm going to guess that was a no, a polite no. Um, But Golden Bachelor...
1: The Golden Bachelor. Uh, tell us a little. Uh, I think most people are familiar with the premise of The Bachelor. Yes. Tell us about The Golden Bachelor.
2: OK. So for those of you who do not know, well, The Bachelor, you know, the the t- the TV show where somebody goes on and they're The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and there's a whole bunch of men or women that are trying to to win them over. And by the end of it, there's always an engagement. And, um, and I don't know, but probably the percentages, if I had to wildly guess, of those who have stayed married is about five to ten percent. Um, uh, just a wild guess if I if I had to throw one out there. Um, but the ABC created this show, The Golden Bachelor, and, it, and during COVID or, or late COVID, you know, they, they put out started putting out marketing about it happening and um, trying to find a bachelor and they found one, Jerry, Jerry's his name. Jerry was the Golden Bachelor, and he had all these women on the show, and he ended up proposing, and he just recently got married to Teresa, um, who I could have guessed from the start was going to be the one. Um, and I didn't look at spoilers, but Teresa won, and they recently got married. Immediately got married. I, I loved how they immediately turned around and said, "We cannot waste time. Let's get married." And I thought that that was really sweet. Um, and they had a televised wedding, which meh. But uh, interesting though, the officiant of the wedding. Which, by the way, if you need to get married, I am a re- I, I am an ordained minister.
1: This is good to know. I didn't know that. <laughs>
2: um, the officiant for the wedding was a woman who got rejected on the show.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is a cool premise. So. Why do you think this was so different from the traditional Bachelor shows or the Bachelorette? You
2: know, all of these women, I think it gave people a lot of hope, honestly, the more I think about it and the more I talk to other people. Because, first of all, all these women had a unique story. Everyone had something different in their life, whether it be they were retired and traveling the world, or they had been married and divorced and they love love their ex, or they've our, our widow, you know, um, the the woman he ended up marrying, um, he was a widow, and the woman he ended up marrying was also a widow. Um, and they're, in one of their very first dates, they discussed this, and they were both very emotional. And, you know, it was just, it, the whole show was very, everyone was very vulnerable. Um, and I think it opened up a lot of people to seeing that everybody's story is unique um, and it's okay to lean into being vulnerable, and it's okay to grieve. They there was women that there were women on the show that were grieving, and many had lost spouses and still grieving, and Jerry was still grieving, um, the Bachelor himself was still grieving, and they they talked very openly about their feelings, and um, I think that it was a a really good uh, show up of everybody and showing that it's okay to be unique and it's okay to be vulnerable.
1: It sounds like it was a very positive experience and uh, to me I, I get frustrated with TV programs because I think there are very few shows like yeah, this like yeah. um, I'll start I'll out an example like the the Great British Bake Off yes. like that's a show that is just completely positive Yes, you know there's no uh, I don't know like competitor angst, yes. like everyone's pulling for each other. Was The Golden Bachelor yes. like this?
2: Yes. these. Women, so if you've watched The Bachelor before, they all fight. Right, all yeah, they, of They fight, and there's always a villain. Of course. There's always one girl who has very clearly been told, be the villain, um, and it looks a little staged sometimes. This was the exact opposite. Everybody was friends. I mean, there was a little, you know, you put 20 women in a house together, there's going to be a little bit of arguing. But it wasn't like the previous Bachelors where – you know, everyone's fighting, they're all hate each other. Um, also interesting on that topic was there was not really, I mean, there was rejection, but rejection didn't feel like the end for these women. Like they 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 were like, Oh, I'm sorry. That's sad. But, and I, I really care about you, but I'm so glad that you're finding the person that you love and moving on, you know, but in previous bachelors, it's like sobbing and they get in the car and they have to leave and it's a scene and they hate each other. And, you know, and, and there wasn't that friction. And so it was all kind of lighthearted. I mean, there were some sad parts, but, um, I, I just, you know, and I kind of gave up on the bachelor because of all the, it just felt like junk TV recently.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's such a cool premise because you think about that idea to begin with being at that stage of life and trying to put yourself out there and get into a serious relationship. then you add in it being on television, like to me, like <laughs> no, no hard pass for me if I were ever in that situation. But it, it just it's it does sound fascinating.
2: Yeah. And there's this stereotype. I think I have I was talking to some people. There's a stereotype of like, oh, I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to date again. I'm too old. You know, I'm too late for that. And like, I'd I'd rather be alone. Like, don't let stereotypes bring you down. Take risks. Be vulnerable lean into it. That's kind of where I what I learned on the Golden Bachelor, And I can't wait. Now there's going to be a Golden Bachelorette.
1: A Golden Bachelor. <laughs> this sounds like it will be very, very interesting to have that reverse. the roles reversed. So. I'm
2: excited about that. I hope it's one of the women who got rejected on the show. Um, maybe it'll even be the one who officiated the wedding. I don't think so. Uh, I think I know who it'll be. But anyway, I, I can't wait to tune into that one too. Uh, yeah. So take risk. Your story is unique and it's okay to share it and be vulnerable about it.
1: It definitely is, and I, I like that we spent some time talking about this because, again, um, th- this is part of the journey for so many people and one that, you know, maybe it's, it's not as serious as some of the topics that we get into yeah. on this show, but it's still part of life and it's still something right. that we should think about, we should celebrate, and we should encourage for those who uh, find that, you know, they're, they're missing something in their life and want to remedy that.
2: Yep, there's still plenty, plenty of time out there, and um, yeah, and best of luck to Jerry and Teresa. I'm excited for them. Now they're moving. Now they, you know, and there's something to be said about this too. You have a lot of accoutrements when you're, you're marrying after, you know, a certain age, and now they have to figure out where to live. And at first they were like, let's move to Charleston and retire at the beach, and now they're like, wait, New Jersey might be better because uh, that's Jersey. close, to, <laughs> that's oh, close to family. Okay. <laughs>
1: I guess. I guess I'm that's still following
2: them, clearly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, let's get some more updates uh, throughout the year. <laughs> and if there is a Golden Bachelorette, I think we need to have some regular updates on that. Well, we've got some more. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 985, AM 680, WPTF. News, talk, traffic.
0: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong.
1: You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas. Hey, don't forget... If you want to learn more about Transitions Life Care, be sure to go online to TransitionsLifeCare.org. It's a great resource for you or anyone that you may know of who's on a caregiving journey. Head on over to TransitionsLifeCare.org. Well, Mary, we've covered a lot of ground today. We've talked about the importance of socialization. We've talked about the golden bachelor. Now I think it's a logical segue to get full into dating.
2: Yes. I'm not going to lie. I I have been online dating before in my past. I've pretty sure at this point in life there's a lot of people that are with me so maybe that's not a scary thing to say anymore um but uh, you know we're on the theme here and we're close to valentine's day so i figured let's talk about online dating i'm sure you know jason somebody who's been online dating before there's a lot of horror stories
1: there's there's a lot of horror stories <laughs> but uh, uh, you know i also uh, maybe it's just a, a small subset of my friend group but some like wild success stories where yes. it's like, hey, first match and boom, you know, a few years later, we're married. It's it's wild.
2: Yeah. My sister actually met her now husband on a, a dating site. So um, it works. Um, but dating after vo- divorce, long term relationships, it can be so hard. Um, and like I mentioned previously, you have kids and mortgages and you're planning your retirement and you may have grandkids or parents you're taking care of. We talk about caregivers on the show. There's a lot of things going on, and it can be very intimidating. Um, and sometimes I feel like online dating seems like an easy way to be like, oh, "Well, I'll see what's out there," um, but that's a whole world too. Um, so there's apps and there's um, there's websites and apps, and I wanted to kind of go through a few of them and give you my reviews of all the dating apps. Uh,
1: this is good because there's <laughs> so many of them out there, and you know sometimes they're tailored towards you know, different yes. demographics. So uh, I like this. I like this curated <laughs> app review.
2: Yes, you're exactly right. There are apps. I've done some research. There's your typical apps, but there's also apps for singles over 50. There's apps that are specific to religious beliefs or LGBTQ plus specific communities. All, But before I dive into this, I just want to say my number one priority, stay safe. Um, uh, you know, be careful, stay safe. If you're going out with somebody you've never met, do it in a very public place. I like to turn my like location on my phone when I was online dating. My sister always knew the name of the person I was with and could see my location when I went somewhere. Um, and I called her as soon as I left. She always gave me an option. Shout out Kate. Um, to, she always called me about an hour into the date to give me an out if I wanted an out um, and said something awkward. Uh, sorry for the men who I've left very quickly because my mom was sick or something like that. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, always communicate with people before you do this and stay safe um, but here are my resources for adults over 50 there's a couple sites there's one called our time and silver singles i've never heard of these before i'm not over 50 um, i've learned that they're both online and they have an app for your phone they're both free and they have premium packages sometimes the premium packages went throughout these reviews that i'm giving today um offer things like being able to see who liked you before you go through and like a bunch of people or to have more messages or um, to keep your profile private while you swipe around and not have uh, everyone see you until you like them first. There's a lot of different options when you look at premium packages. Um, So both our time and silver singles are for adults over 50 online and and app form, um, which is great in case you don't really love being on your phone all that much. Um, And on that note, um, I think that you can really waste a lot of time on apps too. Like when I was doing it, you could really get bogged down and swipe all night if you really wanted to. Um, But I think that it's best if you limit it because it can get overwhelming and it can be a lot. Um, I would say spend 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night and cut it off. Otherwise, don't get bogged down. Um, But general audience, uh, the one that I had the most success with when I was online dating was Bumble and, or the ones, Bumble and Hinge. They're the two most popular right now. And they have, they're for all ages, Um, they have, Bumble actually has options for um, friendship matchmaking and for business networking, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Kind of in tune with what we were talking about earlier. Too.
1: That is very interesting. And, uh, I'm sure that, uh, they may need to publicize that a little bit more. It'd be yes. funny to like catch your spouse on Bumble. with like, no, no, I was just trying to make a business connection. <laughs> I swear. Let's see how that could cause some trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, safety and yes. I think it's really important to point out, um, uh, so, so many of these uh, scammers that are out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and just to always have your guard up, uh, yeah. especially if folks try and build these connections online but never actually meet. And then it's just a, a – it turns into a scam of just co- constantly asking for money. Yes. And people feel kind of either obligated or maybe they want to do it because they feel like they really care about this person. But really their intent is just to use you as an ATM.
2: Yes, that's, that's a really good point. Um, there is a bit of that out there, and, and you'll see sites that are out there that are clearly fake, or, or people out there that are clearly fake and have fake photos, and it's something to be very weary of. And I don't want to turn anyone away completely from online dating. Um, just be very
1: careful. I yeah, yeah, just, just be smart about it. What else? What other?
2: Coffee Meets Bagel. This Coffee is my favorite name. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite name for a dating site. Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, this is an interesting one because you can only have have five likes a day uh, and you only have seven days to meet up after matching, which is interesting to me because this eliminates ghosting. Do you know what ghosting is?
1: I I am aware of ghosting, but maybe let's explain that for for those listening. (laughs)
2: Let's talk about ghosting. Lessons in dating. Ghosting is when you stop communication with someone abruptly without any explanation and you disappear. Let's Hence, be, you've
1: turned into a ghost.
2: You've turned into a ghost. Let's be honest. If someone is ghosting you, you don't want them in your life anyway. Um, we should start a show about Mary. <laughs> Mary's online dating lessons. We don't have time for inconsiderate people, y'all. So ghosting shows emotional immaturity and let the trash take itself out. Be done with them. You don't need to worry about ghosting. Don't let it bring you down. That is emotionally immature. If someone ghosts you, move on. Don't let it bog you down. The trash took itself out.
1: They're doing you a favor at that point.
2: They sure are. Um, okay, back on track. Um, two classics I want to mention: uh, eHarmony Classic. It's a online. It's not an app. You have to pay. It's a very long sign up process. There's a huge, like, quiz up front, and um, I think that maybe that will help people match better, like-minded, with more like-minded people, maybe. Um, they do have some sort of guarantee, like, find someone you love and X amount of months or get your money back. Um, Match.com is also a classic and has a similar promise, and um, but they have an app form, but they are a paid service as well. So eHarmony and Match are kind of like the oldest ones out there and kind of focus more on the computer at first but via phone. Um, Tinder is definitely for a younger audience, but also one that I think everyone most hears about. Uh, I'm sure everyone has heard about it at this point. It's one of swipe, swipe left, swipe right. Yes. It's free but they do have some payment model. Uh, It is very much for the younger audience. Um, And I want to mention there's some religion-based services too. There's JDate for Jewish Singles. They have a website and an app. It's a paid service. Christian Mingle is for God-centered relationships. Um, They send you potential matches, but you also have to pay to chat there, and there's some sort of pay feature. Some of them have some free options, but they're kind of minimal And then there's some LGBTQ plus communities. Her is for women and non-binary singles um, and Grindr for gay men. And that's a swipe based app. So there's tons of options out there um, if you want to start looking before Valentine's Day. But be safe and, you know, and and make sure that uh, you are letting people know where you are so that someone has got an eye on you. Uh, Yeah, be safe.
1: You know, I feel so old because uh, I'm kind of thankful that I missed out on the, the online dating scene. Uh, but I feel like if for whatever reason I had to be thrust back in to that environment, I would be terrified. Do you have any advice for those who, you know, either maybe technologically adverse or it's just this is just completely foreign to them? What's What's a good first step to dip our toe in the water?
2: Well, one of my favorite things to do when I was online dating, I'm not online dating anymore, um, but my favorite thing to do was to give my sister my phone, and she made my profile. That's
1: cool, that's a good
2: idea. Yeah, she made my profile, um, or let your friend take your phone and pick out some good photos for you. I helped another friend recently, a, g- a guy a friend of mine pick out photos for his profile. Um, and I told him some of the things he said were really dumb um, <laughs> and helped him change a little bit of that around. I'm not going to share his name on on the air. Um, but I, I think if you let your friend, if you feel goofy doing it, let your friend take a look at it before you post it out there and see, get some advice. Maybe they have, you know, my sister said some things about me that I would have never said about myself that were, I thought were really, really good. Um, but, you know, if you're a little bit nervous about it, I'll, I'll engage a friend and ask them what they think.
1: That, that is a really good idea because uh, I could definitely see myself putting up a profile that would be uh, not attractive. <laughs> so having uh, some outside advice or a third party there, that, that's a really good idea. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, now now we know what to do when it comes to online dating. We've we've made a good segment of our audience very dangerous right now. So. I know this
2: makes me a little bit nervous. Like I said, let the tra- trash take itself out. D- don't let anyone ghost you.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't uh, don't let them get the upper hand. I yes. like that. Well, uh, that is our show for today. Man, we've covered a lot of ground. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I want to remind everyone: if you want to learn more about Transitions Life Care, be sure to head on over to Transitions Life Care. So many resources are available there for those who are in a caregiving situation. Uh, Don't forget WPTF.com if you want to catch up on episodes. Maybe you want to go back and listen to a portion of this episode or one from the past. WPTF.com. Click on Shows, Aging Matters, and there you will find the podcast section for Aging Matters. On behalf of Mary Lucas, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening. To Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Have a
0: wonderful day. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.